0: I really, really, really miss one voice, and I'm so glad to be here this morning, and uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to take advantage, brothers and sisters, of this great opportunity, because the last time I was here on stage, I think it was about over two years ago. So, because this is not happening uh, often, and I only have 30 minutes, and uh, when I preach, sometimes I take longer than that. <laughs> but I try to be brief this morning. And. Uh, You know what? I forgot my notes. Try me, not tell me. <laughs> and again, brothers and sisters, and thank you, uh, Brother Derek, for these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful songs. Some of those songs remember me about my mother as well because she used to sing these songs always. So it's been, it's been, a wonderful day so far. And brothers, I want to talk about the Great Commissions. And why is that? The reason is because many of you know me about, uh, about the mission work that the East Brainer is doing in foreign countries. And I love missions. I love missions. So my last my last trip was the longest trip I made in 20 years, and it was so special for many reasons. And one of those special things was the fact that my pretty wife went with me in those trips that last three plus months. So, we were away from our family, from our church and from everybody but talking about missions brothers and sisters I always think about the word of our Lord Jesus Christ he said therefore go and make disciples of all nations although the word go emphasizes the urgency of the Great Commission. The direct, direct command by our Lord is preach, proclaim, announce, equip, and make disciples. And that's what we are doing in this church. And that's one of the reasons I really, really love about the East Brainerd Church this is this is a church that allows us to go and preach the gospel to all nations this is a very missionary church so to be a true follower of christ there must be a commitment to learn what he has said christ's followers have been his disciples for about Three years, as you know. Now they were to make more disciples for Christ through preaching. They were to instruct, indoctrinate, and equip others. And the are uh, teaching and preaching of the word of the word of God is the only tool that Christ has left us. reach out the lost world whether it is oral teaching or exemplified teaching and Paul emphasizes the great need of preaching with the following question and this is probably I, I, I have a lot of favorite verses in the Bible but I think this is one of them that really, really touched my heart, and it's found in Romans chapter 10 and verse 14, and it says, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in, and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not and how can they hear without someone preaching to them many 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 years ago when I began to understand this specific verse in the Bible I thought Marco you're not doing anything to reach out the lost world So I began to pray, and pray, and pray, and now, 20 years ago, I began to accomplish with the Great Commission. And again, brothers and sisters, that's one of the reasons I love this wonderful church. Because this wonderful church allows us to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. According to Paul in Romans 10:17, only the preaching of the Word can generate faith in the human heart. The mathematical formula of the Great Commission is simple. Preaching the word plus faith equals disciples of Christ. It's very simple. Very, very simple. So Jesus came to earth to work in his father's business. He and his father have the same business teaching and preaching. Therefore, his disciples also have the same business and then we as a Christians have the same business so God has never demanded or respected his servants to accomplish anything that is beyond their capabilities and that we can find that in 1 Corinthians 10:13. I cannot I have not the time because I show you something else in a few more minutes. So I don't have the time to explain every single verse. But I just wanted to let you know right now brothers and sisters that we are here to proclaim the gospel of Christ. We are here brothers and sisters to go and make disciples we are here to let the people know that the Christ is alive and Christ paid the penalty for our sins so we are here to tell the world about what Christ has done in the cross for you and me and like I said, for me, brothers, there is a simple task to do. So this applies also to the great, com- the great Commission as well. God commanded Noah to build an ark because he had decided to destroy the earth by teaching the message and getting on board the ark was the sole responsibility of each individual. We can stay here all day long, every day, every week, every month, teaching the gospel of Christ, but to obey the gospel is your responsibility and also my responsibility. So, brothers, and then Moses assumed uh, the responsibilities of warning God's people. But choosing between life and death was the sole responsibility of each Israelite. When we became Christians, we began to have responsibilities. And one of those responsibilities, again, is bring people to Christ. Paul received the commission from, from Christ to preach to the Gentiles. But hearing the message, repenting of our sins, confessing the name of Christ, and being baptized for the revision of sins was the sole responsibility of listeners. Now, I want to show you in some of the pictures about what, about what God has done through his brainer in other countries. Like I said before, this was the longest trip in 20 years for my wife and myself. We were out of the country for almost three and a half months preaching the gospel in Central American countries and in Mexico. But the results, brothers, the results are amazing. And I first want to thank God for this opportunity. But then I want to thank you all because without your help, without your praying, and without your support, this couldn't have been uh, done. So, uh, this was our mission trip from Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico. We left Chattanooga on October 11th, and then we came back January the 14th. Unfortunately, the next day, when we came from this trip, we got a flu to California for the funeral of my mother. So we've been traveling since October until maybe three or four weeks ago. But anyway, the first picture, brother, this is the Iglesia de Cristo, the Church of Christ, where Wilson preaches. Some of you, or maybe uh, 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 many of you uh, know uh, Wilson Mejia. He was here. He uh, graduated in the uh, uh, school of training that I teach here. And uh, we began this this church three years ago. And uh, this is um, uh, Western Guatemala. So this is the church, the other uh, brother. This is the the other uh, picture. We, We had... Around sixty people in attendance that day in three and three years, as you see, they don't have a building, so the Hispanic brothers and sisters are raising money to build uh, a church building and then the other one, brother, uh, this is my wife teaching the children right here, the other one ah, uh, and the picture and you left. There is Wilson family. Wilson right here on the bottom with his wife. And the, uh, the pictures on my left, the old man right there, is Alberto's pastor father. He, unfortunately, he passed away two weeks ago. So uh, but we had the opportunity to share with them and, and uh, to, to, you know, uh, uh, share the word with them. The, the, the next one, brother. There is also a, a uh, training school in, 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 in Guatemala. So uh, there were uh, five students that gra- graduated from, uh, from uh, this school of preaching. And that, I love the picture right there. That's Wilson's wife with one of her uh, grandchildren. And I don't know who is the other one. But anyway. I I really love, love the picture. The next one, brother. Okay, Uh, Wilson and and his wife, they got married. You know, uh, there were some exciting times when we were there. You know, uh, and then we got a, we got a, 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 we gathered all together and, I mean, there were a lot of activities and a lot of excitement while we were there in Guatemala. The next one, brother. That's Wilson and his wife. Got a good cake. (laughs) The next one. I love these pictures. These three girls are the ones that were there with my wife. But uh, I love, I just love their faces. Even though in their poverty, they always smile. And I love that. So this is the Church of Christ and Centro Historico and Guatemala City Historic Center in downtown Guatemala. This building is old, old building. It's about, I would say, about 500 years ago. The church in Guatemala bought this building about five years ago, and the church paid one and a half million dollars for the building. It's the, the, the yellow one, is, is the building. Now, this is inside the building. It's an old building, pretty building. The next one, brother. This is the Church of Christ in Villanueva, about about 10 minutes from where we live in Guatemala. And this is the only congregation that has uh, air-conditioning in their building. It's a very nice building. The, 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 very, the only thing I really, well not the only, but the thing I really like about Guatemala is that people are very receptive to the gospel. When we made the invitation, almost all the congregation come forward repenting so I love, I love the way they receive the gospel so at the end of the, of the service every, everybody is gas, very touched about the gospel and they come forward asking for prayers, repenting and everything so this is the church inside the other picture is um, my oldest daughter, my other daughter, my wife, and then my two grandchildren that I have in Guatemala. The other one, brother, this is, this is the Iglesia de Cristo in Pinares where this church started in my house over 30 years ago. But the good thing about this church, that used to be my house in Guatemala. So when the church began to grow, we were living in the first floor. But now, this church, we bought the house next to it, then the other house, then the other house and three more houses in the back. So now, I believe this church is the biggest church in all Central and South America. We we have about seven hundred members there. Uh, but this church started a little over thirty years ago in our house. And this is the inside of the church again. When I preach and then when I made the invitation, a lot of people come. That never happened here in the US. <laughs> Very rare. So the other one. At the end of the uh, service, the second Sunday, there were two baptisms for the glory of God, and these two young people came forward, you know, to be baptized. The next one, this guy right here is one of the young ministers there. There are three young ministers in that church right now. The other one. The other one. Okay this is the Iglesia de Cristo in Calderas. We uh, started to preach in this church I would say around 30 years ago and uh, this is the church we, uh, the Hispanic group raised money and we sent them uh, uh, about two thousand dollars to build a building and the next one brother this right here is the preacher, his wife, his daughter, and then his uh, grand, uh, grandson. The other one. This is the this is the church now in Honduras. We held a seminary a seminary there, and we 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 uh, thought about uh, the uh, organization of the church because those, these churches in Central and South America, they don't have elders, they don't have Deacons, they don't have anything, so my job was to train the churches, you know, to become an organized church and and appointed elders and deacons and so forth, so uh, we were there for a week, this is my wife, Uh, they were helping the children and and cooking some good, good food for the preachers. We had about 12 churches represented with their preachers and their wives too. They were there. The other one, as my wife again teaching the children, she did a good job with all the children. There is another picture right there. This is in Honduras. Again, the next one, brother. And this is the church also in Honduras, uh, in uh, Catacamas. That's the church. I was preaching there on Wednesday. So there were not too many people on Wednesday. The next one, brother. This is the, the, the other Iglesia de Cristo and Hicaro Gordo. The guy here in the corner, he's the preacher there. So we were given a seminar about uh, also the organization of the church. And uh, there were uh, uh, preachers and also students because there is a, a institute of a, a biblical institute for, for preachers, the next one, brother, this is also the other church that we began to, to establish about about i 'll say about a year ago. We already the next one that's, that's the uh, the transportation in Honduras. In Guatemala, we call this transportation tuk-tuk, tuk-tuk. But in Honduras, I don't remember the name, motor, taxi, something like that. But anyway, we were enjoying it. So uh, this is the family that we supported in Honduras, preacher's family. Now, this is the church. We already bought the land. We paid about uh, the maybe $12,000 for the land. And now we're going to start building the church there. So I ask you for prayers because, you know, uh, we got a lot of responsibilities, but uh, I think this is one of them. The, the next one, brother. This is Pretty Sun. The next picture is Pretty Sun. Pretty Sun is in Honduras, and many of you know Pretty Sun. And predisan means in Spanish uh, predicar y sanar, which is preach and heal. That's what predisan means. So, this is, we've been there many, many, many times with Mark Warren, uh, Mark Hepperman and a lot of people from here. So, this is, now this is Mexico right here. Mexico, we began to establish the ministry in Mexico around 14 years ago and we began to build churches 12 years ago but in 12 years brothers we have invested about seventy thousand dollars to build churches around Chiapas and the great thing about that is the Hispanic ministry Every morning, every Sunday—sorry, uh, every Sunday—raise money to support these mission trips and this mission. So this is the, this is one of the church. This this uh, uh, village used to be hundred percent Catholic, but then they speak a dialect there, and we have a brother in Christ that speak their dialect, so we send them over there. And brothers, the job that the churches is doing down there is amazing. In, in 12 years there are 14 churches of Christ in Chiapas. The next one brother, this is their kitchen, this is their building. You see their kitchen? Now our, our task is to build a kitchen and, and a small room for the children. There are around 70 children in that church. The next one, brother. The guy in the middle with, with uh, red and, and yellow, he donated the land and we built the church. But now this church, just, just in this trip, were seven baptisms and in one year there have been around 20 baptisms already in that church so that's all the kids that we have and that's the kitchen again another one brother that's the kitchen you see how they cook and now brothers we go we are going to build another uh, a room for them to cook but these are the, f- the three people in the middle, and, and, and the guy in the corner, and, and his wife, and the other corner are the preachers there. They, I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Cook. I don't know if you remember Mateo. I, I don't know, but Mateo was there when you were there in 2009, I think it was. But Mateo and his wife are doing a marvel. they speak the language, they speak the dialect. So they've, they've been doing a, a great job. The other one, brother? We go, we go, we go to the river <laughs> to baptize all these people. The next one? That was the second Sunday, there were four more baptisms the next Sunday. The other one? That's a big guy. <laughs> it was hard to put him into the water. <laughs> it was very hard. But anyway, he was baptized. Elmar is the one on the blue right here. He's Elmar. Many of you know Elmar. He's doing I mean, he's he's the guy. The next one, brother. That's another church in Chiapas called Balsibiltik that's the church building, it's a brand, brand new church building we spent, incredible, about seven thousand dollars to build that it's not too much money, but they have a pretty building right now in that village this is another, this is another church in Chaunil. all these churches are in the same state of Chiapas we spent around uh, fifteen thousand dollars here in this church But see, all the people work uh, to build the church. We just send the money, they build the construction materials, and they put uh, their hands to work. The other one, brother. This is another church in Chilong, is what they call it. It's a nice building, too. When we first went there with a group, they didn't have a bathroom. In order to use the bathroom, they have to find a tree. And now they have a building; they have three restrooms. I mean, and they're happy. The other one, this is one of the churches. Are really, really low. They're Pico de Oro. Brother Carton and Brother uh, uh, Joe uh, have been there. So this. Uh, This is the the, the church building that we have been building and then the other one brother, please. The other one. The other one. This picture, we went down to the river and these kids were amazing watching people getting baptized. The other one. There were the baptisms there. There is the church building now. Unbelievable, but this was the first time for these children to have a cake. They never had a cake in their life. So that's why I took this picture because when we gave them the little piece of cake, they were so happy. It was their first time. Even though they, after they finished the the piece of cake, they want to eat the plate. Yeah. Yeah, really. Literally, because it was so delicious for them. Okay, the nice one. And this is the church in Okosingo, where Elmot preaches. It's a nice building. Joe Bender and Carton Rickardson and Tim and, and his children, they, they helped to build this building. And the Hispanic uh, group here in his Brainer raised $42,000 to buy the land and to build this nice building. So, brothers, the next one. This is the end. But in the name of Christ, and from the bottom of my heart, I just want to thank you. I am so grateful with this church because through your support, through your prayers, through your love, all this job has been done. And really, I appreciate you so much. You have no idea how many people have been baptized in Mexico since we started our mission trips there hundreds of hundreds of people have been baptized so again this is so amazing amazing tomorrow we're leaving to the city of children brother Chad Goldman, thank you. Chad Woodman and then uh, Baker Smith, right? We're going to the City of Achievement tomorrow morning for another exciting week, exciting week. Uh, keep praying for us. You know, this is, this is, this is in my heart. Mission, mission is in my heart. And I want you also to pray for me for my health. Because I'm going to keep doing this job until the Lord called me to heaven. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful. Words alone, Father, cannot explain how grateful we are because of you. Thank you for this great church. Thank you for the eldership of this church. Thank you for all the members who made these things possible. Thank you, Father, for allowing us the opportunity to go to other countries and preach the glorious gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that this church continue to grow. And Father, please be with us. Use us, Father. Mold us. We are special tools in your hands. And we want you, Father, to keep us over, to watch us over, and uh, to give us the strength and all the things that we need and deserve. Thank you most of all for your son, Jesus, who came and died for our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much. If you have any questions, you know I'm going to be there after service and be glad to talk to you. Thank you.